This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're very welcome to Tuesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. The money doctor, John Lowe, is in the house this afternoon for his annual January visit. We talked to him through the year, of course, but he's here today on publication of The Money Doctors 2024. It's the Bible when it comes to finances. If you want to put a question to him, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. John will be with us in and around 2.30 this afternoon. So plenty of time to ask that financial question to John. Tony Christie is with me. Yes, the Tony Christie, the veteran crooner, is with me. He's coming to Ireland soon. We're having a chat on the show today. And we have a real hairy moment story from one of our listeners too. Have you got a hairy moment? Yes, it's January on late lunch. I have a thousand euro cash to give away to one of you before the end of the month. Now think about that. Wouldn't that sort out a lot of your financial commitments in the month of January? All you have to do is come on late lunch. Tell me about a hairy moment in your life. If you have one, again, the usual numbers 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Get in touch with us and we'll talk to you. I promise you. Now, a thousand euro, I'm sure, would go a long way for my first guest today. Check her out. She's fantastic at Irish Budgeting Online. She's written a book called Budgeting Planner, Aldi Ambassador. And I have her with me today because you ain't going to believe what she's going to tell me. Kaz Mooney, Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Great to have you with us on Late Lunch again this afternoon. Five people, main meal, Five euro, really? Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, amazing, really, to be able to do it for five. And I've just looked at what you've been rustling up. They're no way um, skimped upon. The ingredients look fantastic as well. This can be done. That's your message, yes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we've been, we were struggling for years. And the main reason why I started doing these five euro meals was to share meals that we um, made ourselves that helped us get by at times when we were struggling. And uh, I want to talk uh, about a couple of them that you've posted already. And you're posting these on a regular basis uh, on social media as well. Talk to me about this pasta and veggie dish. Just take us through what will cost you a fiver. What's in it? So there is 500 grams of pasta. Um, there's 150 grams of Parmesan cheese, 
90 grams of spinach, um, three to four cups of peas, and the juice and zest of one lemon. Um, and then also two garlic baguettes. And the total cost for those seven ingredients was 464. And you fed five people, five big hearty grubbers, no problem with that. Yeah, we actually had leftovers for that meal. So absolutely, it was more than enough for our family. And of course, you have the little uh, add-ons that are really negligible there. Salt and pepper to taste, a little bit of puree and olive oil as well to, to bring it all together. So th- this, yeah. is, this is your main meal of the day for a fiver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, that's you have lots of veg. What I love about that one is there you have lots of veg incorporated into, into that one there. Let's talk a bit about beef for a minute because you have a lovely beef one as well. What's in the beef dish? So this is kind of like a fancy spaghetti bolognese. So instead of using minced beef, I've used diced beef steak and um, peppers as well and red onions and passata and some tagatelli. Um, and that total came to four ninety eight. And again, adding the, the for the taste, I see there the a ginger puree, a little bit of soy sauce, a touch of uh, brown sugar, the garlic in there as well to really give it a, a, a bit of umph. And it's easy looking at it, looking at your method because you do have the ingredients and the method as well. The, these all of these dishes are very easy to rustle up. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to me that it's easy and quick as well because everyone's busy um, and so I want to make it as easy and accessible as possible um, no matter what your lifestyle is, they're easy to do. Now you have a chicken dish and you know chicken can be expensive, I know myself, especially if you're buying the breast, uh, you know, or uh, chicken on the bone on the breast of that as well, but you avoid the breast in your chicken dish. What have you done uh, chicken-wise? So um, for three whole chicken legs, um, I was able to get um, the whole dish. And all I did, instead of using uh, the breast, I've just cut up those chicken legs and split them in two. So you have the drumstick and the chicken thigh. And I find it works much better anyway in a stew because you have a lot more flavour. Mm. Um, so I have those three chicken legs. I have some baby spuds, um, carrots and parsnips. They come in a tray in Aldi. And then some cabbage. And that total came to four seventy two. <laughs> I smile. So if your main meal is costing you five, and they're just examples, there's more to come, of, of course, from you. You know, obviously then you have breakfast and perhaps, do you have your main meal evening time? Is it, do you have a... a yeah. Yeah, so you'd have something in the middle of the day, a light lunch or a snack, or would you, or a sambo or something like that? Yeah, yeah, of course. We have a lunch. Um, so for lunch we'd have, the kids would have sandwiches or the, whatever they're bringing to school, maybe leftovers. Um, and then for breakfast we'd have just the norm. It might be eggs or it might be uh, pancakes or it might be just cereal, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a mixture. It's obviously not our whole meal. Um, if we're having something with a little less protein in the dinner, I'll try and um, amp up the protein at lunchtime. So things like that. What do you reckon it would cost you? Like if you go five days with the main, main meals at less than a five, you're not even spending 25 there. Uh, you mentioned your breakfast there, middle of the day. Of course, weekends may be a little different, Saturday, Sunday. How many is in your family? How many of you are there? 
There's five of us. Oh, sorry, so what five are we talking about? Five, five for a fiver. What a dope I yeah. am. Five for a fiver. <laughs> well, will you wake up, Kelly, today, this Tuesday? Get with it. Yeah, five for a fiver. There's five of you, of course. Now, so for five people, you know, over seven days, what do you reckon you'd spend shopping-wise on food? So we don't eat a five-year meal every day. Yeah. Um, so we would, we actually spend about 100 to 120 a week on our grocery shop. Um, and so some meals will cost us more and some we'll save money. Um, I generally find by getting like, say, a large chicken or a larger um, packet of mince, you can make two meals out of that. Um, so you can save money that way. Um, last year, I was actually sharing five meals for 25 euros. So I was showing some of the tips on how you can use the same ingredients in lots of different meals. Mm. Um, so definitely it varies up and down. Um, and sometimes we just want um, something nice, like a fake away. So I do a lot of fake aways um, because it's a fraction of the cost of a takeaway. Um, but it does cost a little bit more than, say, your average meal. Yeah. And uh, that that is a certainty that you can do it much cheaper. Do you ever get takeaways? Do you ever have a blowout? And, and, and absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah. So usually I'll eat out rather than getting a takeaway, um, just because I want to make it more of an experience and enjoy it together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we set money aside for that. So um, instead of going every every week and getting a takeaway, instead we'll set aside some money and go out maybe once a month or so for something to eat. So we still save money and we still enjoy um, eating out and spending time with family and friends. Um, But it becomes less of the habit that it maybe once was. Mm. Now, I was uh, reading Connor Pope the weekend, who you probably know, most people do anyway. He's very good in in the whole consumer end of things. And he produced um, a shopping basket a year ago and a shopping basket this same week, the second week in January this year. And really it showed that nothing had gone down in prices. Some had stayed the same, but some had gone up. Now, this is overall, this is not pointing at any one supermarket or whatever. How are you finding it in the last 12 months? What do you think? Yeah, like I'm finding, um, like it obviously goes up and down, like some things are cheaper and some things are more expensive. Um, I actually compared myself um, a breakfast roll that I made last year and um, it was much cheaper to make this year. Um, so I, I, I'm finding some things are cheaper and some things are more expensive. Um, but obviously the cost has gone up as well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I am finding it mixed around, like it depends still where, I think it's really important where you shop and things like that still very much so. And and when you go shopping, just to focus on that for a moment, because obviously you're a, a savvy woman when when you head to the store as well. Are you one for making lists? Are you one for checking your cupboards and your freezer and your fridge to make sure that you're not double buying and you don't have loads of some things like I have in my cupboards? Uh, are, are, you know what I'm talking about. What what's your what? How do you work that way? Absolutely, I I'm a strong believer in shopping your own cupboards first. Um, so I actually did this last week on Instagram. I was sharing that I was putting out my whole freezer on my kitchen table to see what I have because it built up over Christmas, you know. Um, and then I'm going to make as many meals out of what I already have at home to save money as well. Um, so I think it's so important to know what you have and then to make lists and build 
your recipes then and your meals from what you already have and you'll save money that way. Um, I'm sure all of us have random ingredients that we wanted to use at some stage. So now is a good time to think about um, using them up as well. And then absolutely make your list. I like to look at the specials and make my list from that. Um, anyone who is following the five-year meals will see that I try to make sure I incorporate things that are in season and things like that as well because they're generally cheaper. And to use those same ingredients in as many different meals as you can so you're not left over with some rice that you don't know what to do with and some potatoes that are going to go off. You're going to use them in lots of different meals. I think that's a great idea to go to the freezer. We don't do it. We just throw the stuff in and then dip in there when we need something. We're all guilty of it. I think that's a great idea. Take the stuff out, have a quick look at it, see what you have and use as much as you can and then you'll know where you stand. I need you in my kitchen for a while because that's my ambition, to use the bloody stuff that's in there and in the cupboards as well because we, we you know, you find, you, you gather so much stuff and then you look at it it's out of date, you know what I mean? It's a pain, yeah. isn't it, when that happens? It really, really mm-hmm. is. Um, uh, somebody wants to know, do you recommend the oven, the slow cooker or the air fryer or a combination or what? What, what, what? what way do you work there? So I do, at this time of year, love the slow cooker um, because it's just, you know, working away as I go about my day. I have a lasagna on at the moment and I know this evening I can just, pop some pasta in and some cheese and that will be good to go in the slow cooker. Um, I also quite like the air fryer. Both of those do save a little bit of money. Um, And so if I am using the oven, I try and do as many things at once with the oven. So I will try and use the heat from the oven to maybe make um, something for school lunches and things like that. Um, maybe even pop in um, an extra dinner that's for the freezer. Um, But obviously, if you don't have um, a slow cooker and an air fryer, um, you can absolutely use the oven. Um, I try and share share a way of using the oven if you don't have it as well. Um, But they definitely do save money for sure. Mm. What about treats like uh, biscuits and chocolate and things like that? Do you keep a stash of those in a cupboard? Yeah, <laughs> like everyone does. Um, but we would, we we definitely try and not have too many because they really add up. Um, they seem to be crazy. Mm. Um, I do try and make treats as often as I can, and I stick them in the freezer for later. Um, but yeah, absolutely, we still buy treats, of course. There's significant money to be saved. It goes without saying, doesn't it? We're hearing it all the time, but you can vouch for this in terms of your five euro for five people meals, making the list, checking what you have in the cupboards and the freezer, attacking a store uh, like Aldi, you know, for the special offers and that. There's significant savings. That's the message really, isn't there? Yeah, like when I look at what I was spending in previous years, like we have over half our grocery costs and that's even with um, inflation and and even adding another child to our family. Um, Because a lot of where our money was going was on little baskets. So going in because you just needed bread and milk and ending up with 50 euro spent Mm. on things that you wouldn't even make a meal out of. And that was happening, you know, a few times a week. So even going just once or twice 
going once for your main shop and maybe getting a few top-ups and sticking to that list really does help. Yeah. Oh, it certainly, certainly does. Check this wonderful woman out at Irish Budgeting. She's a book out called Budgeting Planner and she's Aldi Ambassador. And I've been delighted to chat to her today. You've been so helpful, so good. There's money saved in late lunch land. Kaz Mooney, until the next time. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks, Terry. Take care. Bye-bye. I saw you starting to make a list in the back of the running <laughs> order there. <laughs> Is that for the shopping? Yes. <laughs> Do you make lists? <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. You know I don't make lists and I'm very disorganised, so writing a list in the back of the running order is a step in the right direction. <laughs> I could see Louise jotting away and I said, there she is. She's getting ready for the shopping attack. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I'm making a list. I don't even know what's in the cupboards. <laughs> but you know, it is sound advice that Kaz mm, offers there. You yeah. Know, if, if, if you do that, there is money to be saved mm. for sure. I'm the opposite to her. I'll just go out willy nilly and then come home and probably not have enough for dinner. Yeah. Well, you see what she said there yeah. about uh, going in to get, I went into Tesco yesterday with a view of getting one or two things but my bill was almost 50 euro when I oh, came out yeah. and you know mm-hmm. I'm like that yeah. I said I'll have one yeah I'll get yeah. one of those oh they're half price yeah I'll take yeah, three we'll take them you know and that's yeah. that's a trap we all fall into and but every year without fail you mentioned about the freezer every year without fail I will buy two bags of breadcrumbs <laughs> or something or three anyway they'll go into the freezer I'll use one and then June it'll come and I'll end up throwing them out feed, every year without fail feed the birds Feed the birds. Yeah, the Even birds love them. the breadcrumbs. Oh, yeah, right. they do. So don't don't let them go to waste mm. ultimately and you won't have many Mix them with in fat, isn't that right? Yes, very good if you do something like that. Oh my God, you're picking up. Oh, <laughs> I did listen to you. Oh, you'd be listening. Of course you'd be listening. Indeed <laughs> you'd be. Anyway, coming up after two, we have a hairy moment called Barney McMullen is joining me. Then we flow into our two on Tuesday and the money doctor John Lowe is here just in and around half two. You do know in January on late lunch, it's January. January, don't be shy, tell your story to me. A hairy moment for you, there's a grand if you do. I need to know on the late long show. It's a hairy moment from one of our listeners on late lunch today. Barney McMullen joins me. Afternoon, Barney. Afternoon, Jerry. Thank you for joining me on the show. You got in touch. You told us you had a hairy moment. You went to England. Why did you go to England? Uh, my cousin died suddenly in England, in Northampton. And uh, we, rather of us, went to the funeral. You know, over there, it's more like three weeks rather than a three-day thing here. So we had time to organise and go, you know. Everything went OK. And coming home again, it was a great day in Stansted. And coming into Dublin, it started to get a wee bit windy and turbulent. Finally came into land. He bounced off the runway and back up again. Oh, my God. And I actually thought I actually thought he landed. It's come over the Entercon. We're going round again and we're going to try this again. Oh, my God. Everybody on the plane was upset and crying. and Oh, it was terrible. It was very scary. Very scary. So the plane actually touched the ground, bounced off the ground. The tyres hit the ground. Yes. Yes. And back up again. Oh, no. Mm. Like we had, I had a brother and sister and three nephews with me. Could have been could have been seven coffins heading down Jonesborough Hill. And it was very scary, I have to say. I might joke about it afterwards, but at the time it wasn't funny. 
and on the plane no. itself. Was the pandemonium on the plane? There was a lot of people crying and upset. Young young girls and children, you know, the young mothers with children, they are crying and upset. And of course, we were trying to peacify them. And you know, my sister had my arms around, had her arms around a few of them, and just to console them because it was scary, like for everybody. What this would be? I can only you imagine. Know? Yeah, it's a a frightening scenario. And back up you went. So what happened then? You back up, he says, we're going to go round, circle round and try that again, he says. And all I could think of was, was did the tyres bust here? How did, you know, are they going to be able to land? You know, thankfully, touch wood, if we can find the air wood here. And we did come down and got safely on the ground. I'd say there was a few prayers said, Barney. There was. I felt like the Pope, I felt like kissing the ground. When you eventually got down. <laughs> yeah. I know, Barney, it's, it, 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 we're laughing about it now, but when you're in the moment, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, very scary, scary, yeah, very... And something you weren't expecting, you know, normally just come in and land. I know it was a wee bit shaky, troubling for time, but there's a lot of potholes up in the sky. Passing was the mark till he bounced and back up. Oh, that was scary. The worst experience, obviously, ever you had flying in your life. Did it leave you apprehensive the next time you went flying? I haven't flew since now, but there's a vacation going on now in May in in, England, in America. I was son in America, and the wife's expecting another baby in May, so I might have to go through it. So you haven't got back in a plane, Barney, since that moment? I haven't gone one since. There you go. Will yeah. you be apprehensive about that American trip? I will. I will, yeah. Hopefully it'll be first class. <laughs> Hopefully it and will. I can, and I can go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and Barney, the thing is, you have to think of it like this. An incident like that is so rare and it's once in your lifetime. It's done and dusted now. Yeah. Barney, it'll never happen again. I hope not, Jerry. I hope not. I hope not. But with the bigger planes are, are more steadier, I think. They're seen to come in and out easier. The smaller flights are seen to be a bit shaky. Anyway, anyway, that is your hairy moment, Barney McMullen. Yeah. I never want to experience one like that, please, God. I don't want it, but there you go. You live to tell the tale. Oh, yes, thank God. Yes, still about. <laughs> Barney, thanks for joining me on Late Lunch and telling your story today. I do appreciate it. Thanks very much, Jay, for calling. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Yeah, Barney McMullen there. The bigger plane, Louise. More safety in the bigger plane. He can go first class. He can sleep. The only thing, the bigger the plane, the bigger the bounce on the runway. I don't think it matters. (laughs) I didn't like to say that. I'm so glad it didn't come on before I went on my holidays. Oh, my God. I'm sick listening to that. You don't like flying? No. No, I don't know. Just in the last few years, I used to be no problem. Yeah. But um, as I was telling you, we even came back from Scotland one time and there was a load of rugby, big rugby macho lads and they were singing their heart out after um, a game and next thing the, the, the smoke came out on, like the plane filled with this white stuff. I don't think it's smoke, but it was like smoke. Yeah. And we'd come back down and we were landed on for about two hours and then we took off again and there wasn't a sound <laughs> out of the rugby lads. But I didn't mind that. We were, I was fine with it. No. Yeah. Mm. She back, I'd have a car in what do you not like? The take off, the land, take off the cruise, and the landing. Take off. I'm and okay on the cruise. Okay, up above, yeah, yeah no bother. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I know. And as I said to Barney, it'll probably never happen to him again. But imagine as it hit the runway mm. and straight back up again. 
the pandemonium, as I said to him there. Unbelievable. That is a real hairy moment. It is. Have you got a hairy moment to tell me? A thousand euro. Haven't we, Louise? It's in an envelope yeah. here. A thousand euro cash to give away to one of you today if you have a hairy story We keep counting it. Yeah. 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 And we're Wishing looking at what it. We're we're kind of what we, to do with it. I want to give it to you Lovely. for your original story, but I can't, but disparred from it. We want to give it to a listener. Have you a hairy moment in your life? You'll tell me about in late lunch. 086-1800-658. Get in touch with us. I'm giving it away shortly. It's not going to be here forever. If you're not in, you can't win. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Send us a message, hairy or moment, or if you want to put the story in there or a voice note or whatever, let us know and we'll come back to you. I promise you on that one. I was just thinking of another one I had, Louise, myself. Oh, sure. And no, but your life. Did you say to me your life is a series of hairy moments? Yes, yeah. you did indeed. Well, we all have them the in our Yeti. lives, you know. Anyway, did I, I may have told you this one before. And there's hair involved here in a mm. hairy moment, okay? Mm. I was fishing on the Boyne many moons ago. I used to fish out at Old Bridge for sea trout. I loved the sea trout fishing. There was great runs of sea trout. And a sea trout is the loveliest fish to eat of any fish you'll get. They're absolutely beautiful. And the Boyne had a great run of them at one stage in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that time. And I was a regular. Used to go down and fish. You'd have to wait till the tide went out in the river to get into the pools. You know, high tide you couldn't. The tide went out. Uh, you had to get out when the tide started coming up again. Great run of fish. And I used to fish it, especially in the dark. The fishing was better in the dark, Louise. Right. Because right. the fish would bite better in the dark okay. than in the daylight. Anyway was down there one evening in one of the pools and you had to get in at the bridge. Do you know when you go out to Old Bridge House mm-hmm. and the little humpback bridge, you yeah. go right yes. before you go over the bridge mm-hmm. that's closed at the minute. Went in there, down through the woods and down to the pools. Now, it was lonely and there was no one about at all. And, and you had, had your flashlight or just night Oh, you'd have a flashlight yeah, with yeah. you on that and you'd make your way in. But there were pathways in through the wooded areas to the pools. But one night the tide was pushing up. It was just dusky. It was just getting dusky in the evening. Coming back up through the woods the next thing, I was hit everywhere. Bang, 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 bang. What? I walked on a wasp's nest. <gasps> and they hit me oh. absolutely everywhere. No mercy. Face, neck. Now, I was covered with the waders and clothes and that in me. My head especially. Oh. I could feel in my hair. And... And I ran, I scarpered, and they were still with me, stinging me everywhere. I got out, I little mini at the time, SIY211, little purple <laughs> mini, my first ever. And you were on your own? On my own. Threw the gear in, I had a good bag of trout in me as well, threw the fish in there, drove the mini straight to the hospital. I went straight mm-hmm. to the hospital to A&E an, and I went straight in because I had injection. to get an antihistamine. Yeah. I got an antihistamine. They took me immediate, immediately mm-hmm. and there the nurses were trying to cut the wasp out of me. I had a head of hair. I had hair at the time. <laughs> the wasps were matted in me hair everywhere. So they were. Oh, and I, they stung me. Oh, such a stinging as I got. Had to get the injection immediately and some medication. That, it could have led to anaphylactic shock. Absolutely. It? Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> it could have indeed. But that certainly was a hairy moment involving me when I had a head of hair. <laughs> oh my God, it must have been so painful. Oh jeepers, I'll never forget it. They just, no mercy. But here's the addendum to the story. A good friend of mine, great angler Paul Maguire, fished the same pools as well. And he was down the next night. And mm. you see what happened to me, I went a little off track just coming dark and stood on them. I missed the path. Mm-hmm. So the next, see, I'd broken in there. The next night, Paul was coming up, and he went the the mist path that I had created into oh, the lost no. nest, as, and the stung the shi dot t out of him as well. 
<laughs> so they got double bang for the buck the wasps that, <laughs> that time so they did anyway that's another of my hairy stories have you won come on let us know 086-1800-658 by whatsapp or text a thousand euro could be yours it's time for our two on Tuesday two on Tuesday playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one but we were so close I'd be number, number one. one we were so close two on Tuesday Back we go to February 25th, 2012, when this song hit number two on its release in the UK charts. It's from Scottish singer Emily Sande. It spent three weeks at number two, not successive. It was number two for two weeks in a row, dropped to number three and then back up to number two, but just failed to make the top spot. Big number one in Ireland and elsewhere in the world, but it is on the UK charts we operate and it is our two on Tuesday, this very Tuesday, Emily Sanday. You won't find I'm drinking on the table. Rolling dice are staying out till three. You won't ever find him being unfaithful. You will find him, you'll find him next to me. Emily Sanday, our two on Tuesday on your late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. So what song prevented that great song? I really like that song. Making it to top spot on the UK charts. Well, there were two of them, actually. Uh, the first one that prevented it getting there in the first week was Hot Right Now uh, by DJ Fresh featuring Rita Ora. But the one I'm going to play to you is the one that prevented it uh, getting there for two weeks. And it comes from Gotchi. Or gotcha, whatever way you like to pronounce it, featuring Kimbra. It's somebody I used to know. Big number one from the spring of 2012. Is it, how would you pronounce that, Louise? G-O-T-Y-E. Gautier? Yeah, we'll go with that. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I very like happy gotcha. with that. Do you like that? <laughs> I like gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Emily Sande, number two, or Gautier? I think Emily Sande, I think Gautier didn't age well, did it? It was one of those earworms that got in on you. Mm. But I think Emily Sande's kind of done the distance. It's unanimous. The late lunch jury are in total <laughs> agreement today that Emily Sanday is our preferred. It should have been a number one. It really yeah. should. But there you go. Who counts for the taste of uh, the punters? Nobody. But the charts decide. Simple as that. Anyway, that's your two on Tuesday, this Tuesday afternoon. Short break on the show. Delighted to have him with us in studio today. It's Mr. John Lowe, the money doctor. I am truly delighted he is in studio with me this afternoon. John Lowe, the money doctor. Thank you so much. Your annual visit. The grinner. Yes, I'm so (laughs) pleased to be here. I love going up here, actually. It's a nice little trip. And believe it or not, um, you're one of the best presenters I uh, love being interviewed by. John, you're Award-winning, sorry. (laughs) Award-winning presenters. I'm blushing now. Look at the blushes. Look Look at my cheeks going rosy red here. Listen, it's great to have you with us on the show and I just want to mention 
by God almighty, the Money Doctors 2024, is it my impression or it's getting bigger every year? There's an extra 150 pages in Ah, it. yes. And that 150 pages is a special mini book uh, which is called Teenagers, You and Your Money. And it's specifically for uh, the transition year because next September, that whole book, including the 150 mini book, is being given to every transition year student in Ireland for John, free. For free. That is a yeah. fantastic yeah. gesture. And you know, something that is needed, John, and there it mm. is. Look at it is. The Money Doctor 2024. The Money Doctors 2024. You can't miss it in your bookshop. <laughs> look, look at the colour of it. It's up there among the bestsellers as well. You won't go wrong. This yeah. is the Bible of finance. John, yeah. it is absolutely so comprehensive. Congratulations. Thank you very How many much. years has it been? It is the 19th year. Would you believe? Yeah, 19th. You're, you're only in your nappies. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, listen, it's great to have you with us on the show this afternoon. Let's talk a little bit about what's contained within the covers. Mm. And in general, you know, it's the start of a new year. It's a good time yep. to review your finances. Yep. I want to start with the financial plan. Do the numbers. Let's start there. OK, well, I mean, I, I really have five areas that I look at at the start of the year that maybe your listeners might adopt. The first one is budgeting. Yes. And you need a... a Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Budget plan of some sort. You need to know how much does it cost you to run your life on a monthly basis. The only way you can do that is get that kind of budget plan out, put all the expenditure in against your income, and you're either left with a surplus or a deficit. But you ask those two questions when you look at your expenditure. Number one, do I need it? Number two, is there a better or cheaper alternative? So it's all about getting value. This is 2024 is a year of getting value because we've been hit with crisis for cost of living, the wars in, in Israel and, and, and uh, Gaza and, and Ukraine. So we're being absolutely hammered. Uh, and yet, you know, interest rates are starting now to come back and especially for those hard-pressed mortgage holders. So anyway, that first thing is budgeting. So you budget as much as you can. The second thing is savings. This is, again, the start of the year. Jerry, you're going to have next Christmas, you've got birthdays, anniversaries, Valentine's Day next year, next month. All of those things 
pull them all together, bundle them all together, divide by 12 and put that away every month because now you can provide for that because you know you're going to go away on holiday. You know you're going to spend X amount on, on Christmas. So this, this would be, for me, um, a, a must do uh, to make sure then that you're not going to be borrowing come next Christmas. That you or birthdays or holidays. So if you have a wedding, if you have a confirmation, if yeah. you have a christening, if you have a family event, anything like that. Start planning now. Yes, a holiday. If you're yeah. if you're planning to take a holiday, yeah. work it all out, add it up, divide it by twelve, and try and and s- put that away and save part it. of your budget. You're now putting this into a savings plan. Okay. Um, Where would you save it? Where would I save it? Well, actually, you know, most of the the main banks, like Bank of Ireland, AIB, uh, they have these regular saver accounts where the minimum is 100, maximum is 1,000, and you can get 2%, which is better, as my mother would say, than a slap in the face. Or a kick in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, yes. it's, it's, it's not so much the, the interest, because you're going to get dirt on top of that, so you're left yeah. with one point what 3% 1.4% um, it's the fact that you're putting it away and you can't, you can't you're going to make one withdrawal Yeah. so you're, you're limited to what you can do with it until you eventually take it out at the time okay. appointed ok yeah. alright come on the next second, one the second one then would be um, that's the second one savings yes. budgeting savings third one pensions my God, I keep harping on about this. This is we're we're in. Um, we're talking about a, a pension time bomb. In twenty years' time, you and I will certainly be. <laughs> Won't be bothering us. We will be. It will be. It will be. But we'll be certainly in the category over sixty-six. We'll certainly okay? be in buggies on the golf course, <laughs> if not with Zimmer frames between anyway, between pots. Anyway, so so like just one point eight million, Jerry. One point eight million. At the moment, it's only eight hundred thousand. But another million in twenty years' time. Now, last year, for every person who um, kind of retired, there were five workers. This year, in 20 years' time, it'll be two. So it doesn't take a, a mathematician to work out. The government simply haven't got the money. But even aside from that aspect, which is disastrous, and of course, auto-enrolment is coming in at the end of this year, which is another disaster, by the way. It's been bandied around for 25 years, and it's going to be a complete and utter waste of time, in my view. Waste time. Why? It might because it's so pathetic. You know, at the moment the figures are: if you're a star, if you're an employee, your employer has to set up this thing. You've got to put in one and a half percent at the start. The employer puts in one and a half percent at the end of ten years. You're putting in six percent each, so that's twelve percent, and the government chip in with two percent. That's fourteen percent. Jerry, you come out of college with your masters and you get a job you can put 15% yourself away uh, you know from your salary per year in the first year when you reach 30 it's 20% when you reach 40 it's 25% so it goes up but here this is like one and a half percent is pathetic. And then they don't know where that money is going. There's no, I mean, it's so loose because, again, I think this has been put off so many times. Um, you know, IBEC don't particularly want their employers to, to set this up and the SIP2 unions don't want their employees to, to do it because it means taking money out of the future. And the government don't care because they just want your vote. So, so you're advising people to put money into a pension. Yes, but into a normal pension. Like if you are, say, on 40,000 yep. and you're... So 40, 44,000, 42,000 actually will hit you at the top level of tax, 40%, right? So say you're on 50% and say you can put 20% of that away. That's 10 grand a year you can put away if you're between uh, 30 and 40. So 30 and 40, 20%, that's 10 grand a year. 
the government give you back 4,000. 4,000. So you're up 40% before you even start, plus you've got then the growth. The growth in the stock market for the last 30 years, from 1991 to 2020, every year the average growth was 10.72%. So you're 10.72% plus the 40%, that's 50%. You give me one investment that gives you that kind of return. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it anywhere. It's the and best. it's fantastic. But the only problem is you've got to put food on the table. You've got to send kids to, to school. You've got to buy clothes. You've got to do and have fun. So the, 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 the important part here is that when you've done your budget, can you afford to put your entitlement into a pension? Yeah. That's the question. Okay. That's three. Three, four. Four, debt management. Debt management, you know, Christmas is a horrendous time. People have used their flexible friend, credit card. A credit card is is an absolute can be an absolute disaster if you don't know how to to use it properly. You know, I have a, a credit card and it's debited to my current account every month. And if I don't uh, have, if I haven't arranged for an overdraft, which I don't, I pay it off basically every mm. month. And the point is that if some people just pay the minimum. It'll take them 20 years to pay that credit card debt off. Now, Unpost Money are the best uh, institution in terms of transfer of balances. You can transfer, say you had 1,200 of a debt. Now, a lot of people can't afford to pay 1,200 in that first month. But you transfer it over to Unpost Money, uh, balance transfer. You have to have a good credit history now, I have to say. Mm. Um, Transfer it over there and you pay 100 a month for 12 months. There's no interest. They charge no interest at all. And at the end of 12 months, you've got a, cre- a, clear. a, a clear card. Clear card. That's a fantastic Yeah, 12 option, months. And they're, they're the best because AIB, in fairness, Bank of Ireland, permanent, they all do a six-month one. But if you want that 12-month one, you've got to go on post money. Mm, and on okay. post are pushing that service on television at the moment. Look at all the That's advertising. Right. They right. want you to come over to manage your money with them. That's right. And it won't cost you. They're saying it won't cost you. Yeah, it won't. Uh, I mean, in fairness, they, they, it's the giant... Uh, been woken basically and I suppose simply because we've run out of choices we've only got really three banks effectively that are, are, are doing business and you've got then companies like Revolution um, N26 those kind of, of, of companies prepaid cards uh, which which are also excellent I might add I used the Revolut over in Argentina and Peru uh, fantastic for, no problem for, for, uh, fantastic for uh, rates so the money doctor rates. says today move it to unpost that mm. credit card debt yep. you have 12 months you can spread it out yep. over and it will be paid off the final thing then on, on debt is that if you for instance um, have a mountain of commitments financial commitments lots of debts right um, I, the snowball effect is one of the, the the methods used to try and you know relieve that 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 debt, which means that you go for the most expensive debt first, chip it away, get rid of it. Because first of all, once you've got rid of that most expensive debt, there's a great feeling of relief, and you can get on now with the second one, and you keep going down until they're all gone. Essentially, number five. Number five, fun, <laughs> fun, and what do you need for fun, Jerry? <laughs> You need money. That's what you need. But again, you know, uh, it would be madness to, to, to think of all of those things that you've got to do and suddenly not have fun. You want to bring the kids to, you know, Centre Park or you want to bring them up, up here to, to you know, draw the Dundalk, various areas here that are fantastic. Beaches. Beaches, the lot. Golf. 
Carlingford, Carlingford the Adventure Park abs- I think of it you yeah. know what I mean there's so yeah. much to there's do so many, uh, yes. and, and, but you need money you yeah. need money and that's what I'm saying you need to put a little bit aside um, so that you can have that fun that includes your holiday that's why you know going back to savings for your main holiday you want to start thinking now because everything is about planning you know going back to that budget planner and what I'll do by the way is I'll send you a budget planner spreadsheet has all the categories it tots itself up it's absolutely brilliant and I'll send it to you and any of your listeners who look uh, ask you for this budget planner spreadsheet you can just send it out to them it'll be you know LMFM uh, listener Okay. Uh, as their name. Well, that's a, that's really kind of you to do that for us, John. Um, I, questions for John. I have some coming in here and you can put them to him. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I want to put this one to you. Uh, I have a minimal uh, amount of shares in the custody of good body stockbrokers. Mm-hmm. I wish to move them somewhere else as the account maintenance fees are extremely high. Has John any advice on what the options might be? Well, no matter where they bring those shares, they're going to still have the same costs. You know, it's exactly the same. Um, I mean, are you you in the right shares. I mean, I think buying individual shares is a mugs game. Um, I would much prefer to be in a managed fund where, you know, you have maybe uh, five different types of funds. We just name them like two, three, four, five, six. And number two is cautious. Number six is the more risky. But in each one, for instance, number five, you might have technology stocks, energy stocks, brick countries. The technology stocks will be hundreds of companies in that one fund. One of those technology companies goes down the tubes. Uh, doesn't matter because there's hundreds more behind it. So it, it won't have that much effect. But if you have pinned all your hopes on that one company and you've bought, you put your money into them on their own and then they go down the tubes, now you're, now you're, 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 you're gone without a paddle. Okay, what can that person do? Is there an alternative to good body? Um, yeah, well, the alternative you have, you know, eToro. You've got, uh, I mean, all the other companies. Uh, for instance, Davies. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Merion, which was taken over by uh, Cantor Fitzgerald. All of those companies are still very relevant, but they all have charges, Jerry. Yes. They all have charges. What would my advice, you know, um, I'd nearly be tempted to cash that in, uh, cash the, the shares in, and put it into a managed fund uh, and, and at least minimise risk. Like, there's one particular company that has a thing called dynamic shares to cash. So you're in that number five, number six, and suddenly there's an economic uh, global event that triggers uh, a, a mass, you know, reduction that money is taken out automatically out of five and six and put into number two without your permission without your authority so it minimizes the risk so like for instance coronavirus when people had this uh, investment um, they lost between 20 and 30 percent now if those people did nothing Jerry six months later it all came back if they sat on the seat did nothing Six months later, it's all gone back. A lot of people panicked. They took out the money and they said, right, I'm going to put it into cash. Put it into cash and they missed the rebound. Yeah. So this time, though, uh, with this particular investment, um, the money was taken out of four, five and six and put into number two without permission. And so those people only lost between six and nine percent. And six months later, it was rebounded. They got it back again. Should everybody have a will that has a family, has a home, no matter what age you are? Whether once once you have children, once you have over twenty five thousand, you should have a will. You should simply have a will. And the thing about it is, seventy percent, Jerry, of the country do not have a will, and they're overwhelmed by the legal jargon and claptrap that goes on with it. And it's just absolute madness. It's very very simple. Um, 
you know, where, where, where it really gets complicated is in when a solicitor suddenly finds that there's a little bit of argy-bargy going on between two members of the same family, then he can get his wedge in and suddenly make a lot more money than he would normally or she would normally. And, and really, you know, um, the will is the most important part because you need the original will to do the, the, the kind of probate. And the problem here is that when you go to a solicitor's uh, office, I mean, you're going to be asked by the solicitor at the end, would you like me to hold on to the will in safekeeping and I'll give you a copy? Oh, yes, that'd be very nice. They don't actually tell you, by the way, by you giving me the will, you're, whoever, when you die, your executor, whoever the executor or executrix is, have to come back to me, cap in hand, looking for the original will. Otherwise, they can't do probate. So that gives me the opportunity to do probate myself for the estate. And maybe that executor or executrix might be so overwhelmed with grief that they might say, yes, you go. They still won't be told what the price is, what the cost is. They're never told. In fact, the way it's done, even when the probate is being done, it's a fait accompli because you have X amount in your estate, uh, the bill uh, for the legal is deducted, and you're then sent a, a statement saying, this is what you're getting out of the estate. So you've no comeback, absolutely no comeback at all. And what they can charge you is uh, for the first 10,000, uh, 3%, for the second 10,000, 2.5%, and for everything else, in fact, it's the other way around, it's 3.5%. 3% and 2.5% for everything over 20 grand. So on the same million, theoretically, you could be charging up to 38,000. With your Well, we, we set up two years ago a DIY low-cost thing, which is basically not to make money out of it. It's just administration costs, only 50 euros. You never have to darken the door of a solicitor's office, number one. Number two, um, you, you actually will complete it yourself on your own laptop or your own PC. So not on my website or anything. It's all And it's all been absolutely proof uh taken and you know it, it's 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 absolutely gospel um, but it also gives you the steps to take including the four probate steps which is one of the simplest things you could do by the way there's also even um, documentation on an enduring power of attorney so it's the full um, kind of package that you're getting how do people get it moneydoctors.ie forward slash wills or just go to the home page and you see in the menu bar wills and probate it's that simple. And you just read that, that simple first page. Everything is on that. And it's very, very simple. Uh, I can't stress enough how simple it is really to set up a will and how easy it is. Uh, to, to. And then what you do, by the way, one of the things, Jerry, uh, that's part of that is a thing called the list of assets and personal information. And this is a second document that I personally designed. And this document, for instance, let me ask you a question. Does Miriam know... What <laughs> the password to your mobile phone or laptop is? No, you see, you see. So you get run over by a bus leaving this place, <laughs> and suddenly no one knows how to get into your phone or your laptop. Thank God. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so this 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 document, uh, you know, will put all your social media, Seriously, everything yeah. else, but yeah. also your accounts, your property, your investments, your pensions. Mm. Everything is all this, and you get that document, and you pin it with the original will, and you put it in a safe place like a file cabinet locked mm. but you tell them the executor or the executrix where that is where where the, the, the documents are that in the event anything does happen and it will happen at some stage in the future that there is the two documents you need 
Number one, the will. Number two, the list of everything I've got. And you know where everything is. Because the bedlam that ensues... Oh. Just, is just horrendous. It is. Times. It is, and, and there's no need for it. Yeah, and then people then uh, start blaming solicitors and all sorts of things, you know. But they're not to blame as well. And there are some. Um, I have to say this: there are some um, kind of estates that are very complicated and do need the services of a solicitor. Yeah. But I'm talking about 99 percent of the vast majority of people out there who have simple uh, estates and uncomplicated relationships. <laughs> We have a couple of minutes left. One thing I want to mention to you, uh, utilities, the cost of utilities are significant. As you know, switching your phone, your electricity, your gas, everything. You are the biggest fan in Ireland of switching. Absolutely, because now it makes it it's so easy. There are three companies. Um, the one is the bonkers, obviously, switcher.ie, and the other one is just scares me at the moment, but the three of them, it's, it's on my website. And you go to one of those, you find out which one uh, of the utilities is best suited to you, for your needs, and then they do all the work. It takes about five to, to uh, eight days to switch it over, but you will instantly see. Uh, but I'm delighted to, to see, though, that Electric Ireland have started the war uh, with yes. a reduction of eight percent. So the message again is switch. Time has beaten us. I could talk to you for hours and hours. I really could, <laughs> but I think we've hit the key pointers for the new year, yep. financial wise, on the head. Money doctors, 2020. 2024 is in the shops now. Big yellow book among the best sellers. Get it. You won't regret it. John Lowe, as always. Look forward to talking to you through the year. Thank, Thank you, you for much. joining me in Thank studio you today. Very, very much, Thank Jerry. You. John Lowe, the money doctor, supports Tottenham Hotspur. Yes, the Gunners' rivals. I was over there at the game with them last year in the new Tottenham Stadium. It's absolutely fantastic. They have a great manager in Ange Postacoglu. They really have. And they're in the mix for the title this year. They really are. Anyway, thank you to everybody who sent in your answers. Some were opted for Chelsea and um, West Ham there. No, Tottenham, North London, Arsenal's rivals was the answer I was looking for. I have a copy of his 2024 Money Doctor's it's the Financial Bible, Big Yellow Book, going to Mark Jones in RD this afternoon and Eugene McQuillan in uh, Monaster Boys. Yes, Eugene, well done to both of you. The books we'll organise for you uh, presently. Uh, thank you to Nigel McKenna in New York City who's listening in. Afternoon, Nigel, good morning to you over there. Will you uh, tell that man you had on earlier telling you the story about the flying? Yes, the hairy moment from Barney McMullen. Nigel flies a lot. He really does. Don't be afraid of flying, Nigel says, because the pilot's aim is to get the plane safely onto the ground as well. And that is so true. You put your trust in so many people up in the air. They are great people and our safety is their primary concern. Thanks, Nigel. Nice to hear from you on the show. Now, let's do this on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Yes, and my artists of the week this week are Creedence Clearwater Revival. And going back to their early days, John Fogarty, Doug Clifford and Stu Cook were joined by Tom Fogarty, John's older brother, in the late 50s, early 60s to form the Blue Velvets. In 1964, the band signed with Fantasy Records and Fantasy renamed the group Vision and the Gollywogs. Oh my God, what a shocking name. Before, John Fogarty and Doug Clifford were actually drafted into the US Army. And during that time, John Fogarty 
took charge and by 1967 he was producing all the group's recordings uh, when they were then renamed Creedence Clearwater Revival in 1968. Their first album in 68 produced a couple of top 40 hits in the USA, but it would be their second album, number two, called Bayou Country in 1969, that began an incredible run of hit albums and singles. So what song will I pick for you today? Well, I'm going forward to April uh, 1970 and this one. Yes, it's a Creedence classic and I want to dedicate it today to Mick Toner, our good friend Mick Toner, who was in touch with me last evening to say thank you for featuring Creedence, Jerry. They are the greatest. What a band they are. Thanks, Mick, for getting in touch. Here it is, dedicated to you today. It's Creedence and Up Around the Bend. <laughs> Creedence Clearwater Revival, my artists of the week this week and up around the bend. Great song. What a riff that guitar riff is in that song. More about Creedence in words and song round about this time tomorrow afternoon. You won't believe who I'm ending the show with today. Yes, I am. He's coming to Dublin shortly. The wonderful, the legendary, the crooner going back a long, long time with all those hits. Mr. Tony Christie is with me next on Late Lunch. Tony Christie, I can't believe I'm joined by the man himself on Late Lunch this afternoon. Welcome to the show. A great pleasure. Nice to be with you. It's great to have you with us and you're with me because you're coming to Ireland with a series of shows in the near future. You've big connections, Tony, with Ireland. Oh, yeah, oh, God, yes, I go back uh, to my grandfather, basically, I think. Yeah, my, gra- my grandfather was from Claire Morris. Is it true you received, actually, the freedom of Kong, was it? Kong, yes. Yes, and I've got to go back there. As soon as the weather gets better or nicer, um, I'm going there because I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting my finger, my handprint on the... Uh, together, thankfully, with all those nice names that go on there... So, so I've got to go there and put my hand on that and have it printed onto the uh, that round wall thing. Looking forward to that. Great stuff. And, and, of course, you're very familiar to Irish audiences and to other Irish performers as well because you've worked with quite a number of people from this country over the years. In particular, Johnny Logan, our good friend. Yes, we've been mates for years. and I mean, <laughs> the, the, I mean, the first time I met him was years ago on the outskirts somewhere in Dublin. A nightclub, and he was working behind the bar. I think he was 15 or 16 years old, but he was working behind the bar. And we got talking, and he, he told me at the time that he wanted, you know, he was interested in music, loved music, and hoped one day to get into it. And ever since then, I, we've been been friends, and we've met so many times, particularly on TV shows in in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, these sort of places. And uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a great, great, lovely man. Now, Tony Christie, of course, is synonymous with so many great songs, but in particular, Amarillo. And when you think 
that it goes back to 1971 when you had a huge hit with that song and it was more than a million seller in more recent years. Phoenix Nights and Mr. Peter Kay, another million and million and million plus sales. Oh God, yes, it's it's so. Um, the second time was it 2005? Was it 2005? I think it was 2005. It went back in the charts, it was, um, and it was in the, it was number one in the British charts for seven weeks, and it sold millions. Yes, and it was and it was great because it was for, for that particular one was for it was for a charity, which was great. But it's just not Amarillo that you're known for. People love your repertoire because when you think of songs like Las Vegas, I Did What I Did for Maria and The Avenues and Alleyways, huge hits. My daughter was born uh, when when uh, I, I Did What I Did for Maria was uh, in the charts, in the top ten. And because uh, we, didn't, we, we didn't know it was going to be a girl, and when she was born we said, uh, well, we're going to call her after the song. And her name is Antonia Maria. After the song. So the song came first and the daughter next and the name. And that day, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Different way of doing it for sure. Yeah. Personally, Tony, like you've been doing well because you made news headlines and huge news when you came out and told people in 2021 that you were living with a diagnosis of dementia. How are you getting on? Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very, very mild. I mean, thankfully, I came out a couple of years ago uh, basically, because uh, all my life, for 50, 60 years or whatever, I've been uh, I've been a, a crossword fan, doing ex- uh, you know very good good crossword fun, and, and suddenly we're starting to uh, starting to have problems with it, and and, and I'm starting to forget people's names, and, and my wife said, let's go and see a doctor, which we did, lady doctor, and uh, she did tests on me and X-rays and things, she said that uh, I'd got the beginnings of of dementia, and put me on very very powerful tablets, uh, which is not kill, I mean, it won't kill it. There will, there will be a cure for it eventually. But it, it slowed it, it stopped it, basically. It stayed it very, very low. Not affecting my life at all. I'm still, I'm still working, still recording. Just made a new album over in Nashville, which uh, I think is the best album I've ever made. And that's coming out in February. Thankfully, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that the fact that it's not, not affecting my work at all. So you are doing well on the medication. It's keeping you on the on the straight and narrow, recording, singing, performing. And you're coming to Ireland on the 25th of January to the Cork Opera House. And then the one beside us here is the 26th of January at the Helix in yeah. Dublin. I yeah. take it you're looking forward to them. Oh, absolutely. Always do. I mean, don't forget my, my heritage is from Ireland anyway. Every wedding I went to as a kid was, was Irish weddings. You know, all I was brought up with Irish music. My dad was the piano player, you know. My, my two grandparents, which were from Mayo, my grandmother was a, f- a fiddle player in a in Cayley band, and my grandfather played the squeeze box in the Cayley band. So that's my that's my musical background, my Irish musical background. So we can say that Tony Christie is bringing it all back home in late January to Cork and Dublin, the Helix. Listen, it's great to catch up with you today, and I can only finish out our conversation with one song. Will you introduce the most famous Tony Christie song ever? What? Could be uh, uh, Amarillo, is it? (laughs) It is indeed, Tony. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the show and wish you well. (laughs) It's a great pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you. Take care, Tony. Bye-bye. Cheers, then. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you, Tony. Take care. Bye-bye.
the day is dawning On a Texas Sunday morning How I long to be there With Marie who's waiting for me there Every lonely city Where I hang my hat Ain't as half as pretty As where This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.